0: Smaller on the outside. Hey, what's up, Ben? Welcome back to Smaller on the Outside, or as I would like to call it, it's the first, the best, and the only Doctor Who podcast that you just can't miss. My name is Dave, and I will be the Time Lord with you this evening. And with me, as always, is Andy, who will be the inventor today. So what is up? How's it going? Got a new episode of Doctor Who. Just came out today. Um, it's called Nikola Tesla's Night of Terror. And uh, it's written by yet another person. I don't think I've seen their name before. Somebody, Mativier. Nina Mativier. Uh, um, yeah. Let's see. Crit-, crit for this role The Woman Who Felt the Earth and It Takes You Away. Um, script editor before they were a script editor before on the Woman ah, who were, right. and it takes you away and yeah, they want to try their chops on uh, their own episode yes. um anyways welcome back to the podcast if you're unaware what of smaller on the outside even is it is a tv show podcast in general but whenever dr who's on air we talk about dr who hence the title of the show itself smaller on the outside which is something they've said on the show two, three times tops because it's a joke off of what they normally say, bigger on the inside. Um, uh, whenever Doctor Who's off the air, we talk about uh, other shows, or at least we can. We don't always do that. So if you go back into our past, you'll see all the different shows we talked about. We've talked about Sherlock, 24, 24 Live Another Day, X-Files, Smallville, Alias. You know, it The go, list goes on. Um, so... You know when Doctor Who goes off the air, you know keep listening because we might talk about a different show. We might talk about your favorite show. You just we don't know where we're gonna be at that point. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, before we go on a little bit, let's go ahead and hear a word from our sponsors. Take it away, me. Oh, what a great commercial, me. Um, so Nikola Tesla's night of terror um before we talk about the episode itself i want to first say that i read the first comic of year two for the 13th doctor which you know features david Tennant's doctor ah yes uh right because it is kind of a rehashing kind of a retelling of the famous story that everybody always talks about which was uh blink blink um mm-hmm and basically what happens in this first issue basically nothing happens there's a lot of <laughs> there's a lot of build-up because they usually split these things up into four issues and there's only been one issue the right. next one comes out i think uh the first week of february so it's going to come out soon uh but the first issue they were trying to get to america um to see the, that big festival of hippies and drugs. Uh, I forget what it's called. Uh, the name escapes me. Woodstock? Woodstock. And Graham is so excited. So excited. However, the TARDIS transports them to uh, London. And the doctor knows right away when this is. They, they know that this is the blink era. Um, just because she knows time. Right. And uh, and she's, they're actually asking her, isn't this going to be a problem? Uh, you know, if it's already somewhere you've been before, isn't that going to, you know, screw up the time space continuum or whatever? And she's like, you know what, the Tardis is usually really good at knowing this and trying to avoid it herself. And the fact that she brought us here right now means we have to do something. But what is the question? Right at the same time, he the got. Because the card always uh, knows. Right, David Tennant's doctor, Martha, and uh, he's checking out his wibbly wobbly time displacement whatever generator like looker upper thinger, uh, whatever it's called. And uh, he's he's messing detector. That's a tiny whammy detector. And he's going around London just kind of checking it out, see if anything pops up. While Martha goes to her day job. Do you remember having a day job in the show? She was a nurse, wasn't she? Uh, When you first met her. Was she a nurse or did she become a doctor? I think she became a doctor. I'm not sure. I think that's when we first met her. In this specific issue, she was working at some kind of clothing retailer. Was that because they were stuck, though? It, mm, yeah, it might be. I'm not sure. But it I sounds like they, they, they may have stuck yet. confused her with Rose. <laughs> I don't think they were stuck yet because they were stuck because of the angels, right? right? I don't think they met the angels yet. Not yet, at least. I think this was probably because before. Rose worked at a clothing store. <laughs> well, anyways, uh, <laughs> the doctor still wants to be inconspicuous or whatever. So she goes to see Martha at the clothing store and tells the companions to stake out and watch the 10th doctor, make sure that, you know, he doesn't see you following him and all that. So they stake behind. I'm wondering if the tiny whiny detector detects them, you know? Um, Right. Goes ding when there's that. Right. So the doctor meets Martha talks for a little bit and then she leaves but she also says, "All right, I'll see you around, Martha Jones." And then Martha's like, "How does she know my last name?" <laughs> and uh, the clothing retailer she works with, she works with another lady that works there, and the other lady I think gets attacked by an angel. Mm. And the first issue closes on a, a you know a small cliffhanger where she walks to the area where her co-worker just went and disappeared to because of the angels. And she's like, hello, is anybody there? And then it cuts out and that's, you know, to be continued. So that's where we're at with that one. Um, now, what's interesting here is is you have the companions uh, looking for or, or watching over uh, David Tennant, right? Yeah. And in the show, they were not completely – familiar with uh the doctor's past so (sighs) it's possible that this has is taking place you know later i guess after the first right and uh i think i think you're probably right there because um in the beginning of the issue she's like okay this is the time period this is what i'm looking for she opens up like a wallet or something with all the different ids
1: you, you mm, see right?
0: a picture of, of Matt Smith and David Tennant. That was, and that was and a thing. That, that happened, uh, I think, uh, Peter Capaldi had that, didn't he? I'm not sure. Uh, it, it, you might be right. And she opens this, and, and then the companions, I think Graham specifically said, oh, that's right, you were a bloke once, right? And uh, she, she picks out the picture of David Tennant and gives it to them, They like, look for this guy here. Hmm. Um, and don't make yourself known, you know, Back to the Future style. <laughs> right. Um, you don't can't know too much about your future, spoilers. <laughs> um, so I'm interested to see where it goes because it hasn't really dug too deep into what happened in Blink, other than the timey whimey detector, uh, and obviously angels like kind of pop 2007, up. 2007, 2008, somewhere around there. It was a while ago. Uh, also, some people have pointed something out about the last episode about Orphan 55. Yeah. When they were out on that orphan planet and she was running out of breath and she couldn't breathe, uh, people were like, she should have been able to last a lot longer than everybody else. I don't care how much she was talking. Yeah, Because I know. in several episodes, they said in Classic Who and New Who – they have said because she, she, he, whatever, has two hearts, they have this thing that lets them survive for much, much longer without air, without needing to breathe. Uh, well, and the, the most. Okay, recent the, fir- one... the first episode of, of Peter Cavaldi, right? Uh, I don't know. Which one was that? Deep breath, right? I don't know about deep breath. It was oxygen. Oxygen uh, definitely had it. The only thing that happened to him was he went blind temporarily. Okay. But he was in the vacuum of space, which has a lot less air than this orphan planet. <laughs> well, remember, deep uh, breath. That was that was Peter Capaldi's first episode, and it had something to do with holding your breath. But I don't remember, I know um, Clara had to hold her breath. But I don't yeah, she did. Be, the doctor had to, or not? I I could. You might be right. That was that one with the uh, the the Frankenstein like alien monster thing, right? The they were yeah, like, the, like they were the robots, spots. they were the robots that were connected to that old episode with M- uh, Madame Pompadour, you know. Pompadour, yep, yeah. And you might be right, they might that might be an even another connection. There was one with David Tennant, there was one with Matt Smith, there was some in Classic Who. Um, I was just reading this article, I was like, eh, yeah, I guess it's a little bit of a, a plot hole, if you will, because, yeah. Uh, she she runs out of breath really quickly, like like as if she was a human with one heart. And all the explanation was that she was talking so much that she ran out of breath quicker than everybody else. Which I'm sure that would have reduced her oxygen levels, but she should be able to handle that, you know. Yep, yep, yep. Sure, maybe should have equalized itself out. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, so this episode once again Nikola Tesla's night of terror. It starts on one place I've actually been. Niagara Falls, you know. I think that might be the only time in. You, you've been to Niagara uh, Falls. I been heck, yeah. Oh, I I wasn't on the New York side. I was on the Canadian ah, side. It. But they both, both the Maid of the Mist and the Canadian version of the Maid of the Mist, go to the same place. They take the same route. Yeah. So, I mean, if if you're in the actual water on the actual cruise. I mean, that's what the Niagara Falls is, and I have been there. Um, so that's cool. He uh, Nicholas says at the Niagara Falls. He's talking about creating wireless power or something to the degree. He's talking about cell phones. I don't know. Um, Wi-Fi. <laughs> uh, actually, yeah. I mean, and a lot of what was in this episode about uh, Tesla's inventions was based on some some form of reality that it's it's probably a bit exaggerated, but he did come up with ideas like that. Yep. And uh, he basically wants $50,000. He wants $50,000, which in, like, what, 1903 or something to the degree? Yeah. (laughs) It's it's quite a bit of moolah, a little bit. And people don't want to give it to him because they think he's crazy, and he's talking about talking to people on Mars. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) right. Okay, pick so up a signal. I, or I don't know. Like three, but if if this was 1913, if it was 10 years later, and he asked for fifty thousand dollars, that would be the same as 1.3 million dollars today. So considering 10 years later, it would be 1.3 million dollars today. It would probably be almost almost, almost twice that. Probably, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. So um. Shortly after this, after he asked for $50,000 and people are like, no, you're crazy, you're a nutcase, some guy uh, dies from an electric shock. And people are thinking that it's Tesla's machines that does it because, you know, his machines are pretty much famous for electricity and just kind of looking cool because of electricity. And uh, he's like, no, 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 my my machines are perfect. There's no well, way. and uh- And, you know, Thomas Edison has put out a lot of propaganda against him as well. And that's also based on fact. Yeah. Uh, Thomas Edison is one heck of a jerk. Tell you what. (laughs) Nobody likes Thomas Edison. (laughs) Um, But he does find out that his machines are not defective, but rather there are some parts missing. So there's a thief among them. Mm hmm. Um, now, while he's looking at this machine, he does notice that there's a floating green ball or orb of some sort that's like in another room next to him. And, uh, that's when somebody shows up shooting at him and the doctor shows up at that point because she's been tracking some kind of energy reading some, some something. And, uh, she takes Nikola Tesla. Yep. She takes him, and she goes to the Orient express, or at least that's what Graham says. (laughs) Yeah, there seems um, to be basically two two forms of, of uh, the doctors' travel. One, the TARDIS just takes them somewhere, and the other, they follow a signal of some kind, either either energy readings or or, or a uh, signal for help, like yeah, help signal, something like that. Yeah, and uh, so they whoever shooting at them, they somehow are able to grab the gun that's shooting them with. And it's a silur, sil, silurian. Sil, I don't know, silurian blaster. Yeah, and it's not silurians though. It's not a silur, Uh It's just because whoever has it likes to steal a everything. lot of stuff and, and everything. They are hoarders. They're yeah. trash diggers, uh, essentially, and they have a silurian blaster. And I was looking at the pictures to. Uh, you know, post on thumbnails or post on Facebook or whatever for this episode. And one of them has the doctor holding this blaster. Mm. And people were commenting saying, Ooh, I think I figured out who the main villain of the episode is. <laughs> Thinking it was a Sil- Silurian because they went back and they had this like, um, art book of weapons from the doctor's villains and past and things like that. And they're like, check this out. Is this a Silurian blaster? And they're like, <laughs> they're like, right, you are. I think you just found out the villain of the episode. Well, color Maybe. them surprised because that's not what it was. <laughs> um, so all these people are the doctor, Nicola Tesla, the companions. They all head to New York and they find some protesters there. They're protesting Tesla machines because the Tesla machines are killing people. <laughs> Apparently every uh, news has traveled fast. Well, yes. I guess it's just been traveling around for a while anyway. Yeah, I think uh, Thomas Edison's been pretty much putting that propaganda out there already. And he's just happy to know that some of it seems to have been coming true as far as as far as people think. Basically, what uh, Edison is saying about Tesla is that he's a menace. Um, <laughs> He's he's J. Jonah Jameson, essentially, of, of 1903. Um, So they head to Tesla's lap. All right. They look at this orb, which is now called... I, I could have heard this wrong. It sounded like the Orb of FASA Or FASA, um, Something like that. Orb of T H T-H-A-S-O-R. Okay, Fasser. Which is something that normally spreads information, but it seems to be repurposed somehow, and they don't know exactly how at this point yet. Because And we don't learn anything yet because we find out that Tesla has his funding pulled. Yeah. Tesla got his funding pulled, which means, you know, sucks to be him, basically. Yep. Uh, but that's when they see that somebody from Edison's team has been spying on Tesla. So obviously the next thing that they need to do is head over to see Thomas Edison and talk to him. And accuse him of spying because he's part of Spyfall. Wait. That's not right. <laughs> now, uh, so, there's, uh, there's this uh, game that I played in VR um, this this year or last year. Um, hold on. Let me. Spider-Man VR. I, I just – the. The game just escaped me. Um, the name just escaped me. Um, yeah, geez, you said I, that. I can't. I, yeah, I can't. Twice. I can't remember. I can't remember. Um, but what it is is there's like a, it's a mystery. Oh, here we go. The Invisible Hours. That's what it's called. So uh, it's a mystery story. Nikola Tesla gets murdered. And there's a bunch of these people in this uh, in this mansion, sort of like, you know, the m- murder mystery stories that are very common. And there's a bunch of people in this mansion. One of them is uh, Thomas Edison. So he's one of the suspects. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that, was, that was a that was a fun game. That's interesting. Um, And that's not that's not like one that you had me playing. Uh, I don't think so. No, I don't think you played that one. All right, so they head over to Thomas Edison and uh, basically accuse him of spying, and uh, and then it goes back to Tesla. who's talking to Yaz about his dreams, and then the orb wakes up. But uh, so the guy that was chasing him and shooting at him in the beginning, I call him the Emperor Dude because he's in a cloak yeah. and he has like li- lightning down. for hands. <laughs> yep, so I call him the Emperor Dude. And he shows up at Thomas Edison's shop and kills just anybody there. Everybody dead. Everybody he massacres the entire place. And the doctor sees this happen and accuses Thomas Edison. Well, (laughs) he's like, "Hold on, these are my people. You know, there's my (laughs) shop. Come on now. You know, I had dinner with this guy. You know, yeah. I I have to go (laughs) tell everybody's families that." everybody's dead um <laughs> but uh the doctor eventually traps people <laughs> what and they say tesla kills people and then yeah exactly and then the doctor traps this thing with fire like it's an episode of supernatural but it doesn't take it just kind of disappears um so the okay. doctor calls yes, curse or whatever <laughs> yeah the doctor calls Yaz to warn her that it could look like anybody. And of course, the anybody's kind of show up where Tesla is. They could be anywhere. They could look like anybody. Okay. They're basically mystique. All right. Um, and they take him, they take Tesla and they teleport him to their planet or their ship or whatever their ship, their mothership. And we see their true form, which is basically the scorpion from Spider-Man but, like, creepier. Uh, they're called well, the they, they look like regular scorpions, just, like, big. And then – but their queen, they don't look like a scorpion. What they look like to me is the uh, the creature from the Runaway Bride episode with uh, with Donna. Mm. It was like It was like a spider in that one, but it was, like, the same you know- kind of creature. <laughs> I wouldn't – that that didn't pop in my head for a second. The the first thing that popped in my head, you didn't see it, so it wouldn't pop into your head, is the creeper from Jeepers Creeper. Yeah, I don't know anything yeah. about that.
1: But That's what's what interesting like me.
0: is this uh, queen uh, scorpion creature I – don't, I don't remember what they're called, but the uh, the uh queen... Skifra. Skifra, I think. Okay. Skifra. The, the queen is played by another uh, actress who was in – the doctor who universe they were in the sarah jane adventures yeah um they played the character ronnie chandra um Rani chandra. and the interesting thing is uh bradley walsh who is Graham, he was in an episode of the sarah jane adventures too i never knew that and oh, so they both worked together but uh, Bradley Walsh did not recognize her because she had the, all that makeup on. <laughs> he didn't actually, write. Oh. <laughs> huh. Crazy coincidence. Yet it's, it's, awkward. Uh, uh, it's, no. uh, despite the fact that they worked together before, he did not recognize her due, due to the excessive makeup. She initially believed he was only joking with her, but it was only when he asked to see a picture of her, so that he could say hello to her if he passed her on the street, that she realized he was being serious. <laughs> oh, shoot. Awkward. Awkward. <laughs> but were they, they're not regulars? No, he was they- a villain on the Sarah Jane Adventures. Okay. <laughs> and then, she, okay, whatever. So, yeah, she was a regular. The- The Skiffra Scorpion dudes, what they want Tesla to do is to help them with their ship and I guess prepare them for battle or something. I'm not entirely sure. But what they do is basically just collect everything that they find. um, And when they can't figure something else, they also steal people to help them. They have no original thoughts. They're basically Hollywood. Um, (laughs) (laughs) They're just uh, patent trolls. (laughs) Yeah. Um, He doesn't exactly want to help him though because he's like the good guy of the episode while you know edison they should have tried edison edison would have been like oh yeah i'll help you um right but they got tesla and tessa doesn't want to help him and back in the tardis the doctor takes a closer look at the orb and realizes no it's not broadcasting it's receiving it's kind of a bugging device like i said we're still in spy (laughs) fall And I guess she uses it to track the signal to and from the uh, Mars information that Tessa picked up before this episode. Uh, and that's them, right? That's them. Yeah. I guess. I guess they were yeah, probably stealing stuff from from the uh, Ice Warriors or something. Yeah. Why? Why didn't we see these people from with the Ice Warriors? Why didn't we see these people with the people whose face turns into water or whatever the heck? Well, they were, yeah. they, they were only on Mars, like, recently to pick up more tech, probably. I guess. Maybe but they yeah, picked I guess up uh, you, ice water tech. Yeah, I guess. Uh, but the point is, she uses it to track them to the ship. And she gets the, I guess, she gets the TARDIS to fly to the ship. And uh, they have a little spiel, her, the Doctor, and the Scorpions, I guess, distracting them or whatever. Uh... And then the doctor distracts the scorpion queen and teleports them back out of the ship back to safety. The the scorpion queen's like, "Oh well, oh yeah, well either you give me Tesla or we'll kill everybody." And Tesla's all like, "I don't want that on me. You you can't make that me guilty for that. I you know, give me to them, you know, I'll sacrifice myself." Right. What follows at this point I guess you could call it the third act of the episode, is the combined efforts of three inventors, which is the Tesla, Edison, and the doctor. But it's mostly just the doctor's thinking. She just got help from the other inventors. Uh, See, Tesla has this giant wireframe, I don't know, antenna or something. Yeah, it's basically a big radio antenna. um, But it's supposed to generate... Electricity and signals, I guess. Yeah. Anyways, the doctor splits the plan into basically two parts. The first part is she will create a temporary shield that protects them. Um, By the way, that big antenna thing—that was real. That existed. (laughs) Okay. And the TARDIS is the top. The TARDIS is the thing that helps power the barrier. But then she turns the tower into like a gun. The idea is uh, this: the Skiffra thing is a hive mind creature, so if you kill the queen, you call, kill all the aliens in the process. I'm well, not entirely sure. If she's that's what to I was kill? thinking. Yeah, that's what I was thinking at the time that they they were just trying to kill the queen to kill the rest of them. But that's not the doctor. And yeah, the it, doctor's not a killer. And it turns out that's not actually what happened. It's not what happened, but I feel like that's what she was trying to do. Well, based on like, what actually it, happened, I don't think so. I think I think they were just trying to get rid of him. I don't know. So, um, everything's all set to attack the Queen of Skifra or whatever. And uh, that's when she shows up knocking on the door. Whoopsie. She wasn't waiting in the mothership like they imagined she was. No, no. But that's not a problem, because the Doctor has a plan B. She just gets the scorpion chick really interested in this random MacGuffin device laying around, which teleports her back to the mothership. (laughs) (laughs) And then she's all like, now! And then the tower shoots out electric beams at the mothership, and then it looks like the Skipper Queen's straight up just going to die at this point. She's like melting or something. But I guess then it's at this point that they just fly off to survive the day. It seemed like Um, the bolt of electricity that that shocked the ship just caused it to fly away. That's what I I think. They uh, Personally, I think to survive, I think they flew off on purpose. Otherwise, if they didn't move, the Queen would have died, and then uh, just because of that, then everybody else would have. Hmm. Because you're nothing without the Queen! Um... But at the end of the episode, Tesla and Edison part ways once again to work on the future, and uh, the doctor tells the companions that Tesla would go on to inspire the future, but during his lifetime, people won't really think about him as an important person. You know, I was totally expecting them to pull off a Vincent and the doctor thing, take the guy to the future, and show him what real real wireless inventions look like. Or or show the cars to give him an, uh, give the a, Tesla cars. I guess. Yeah. 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 and But that's not exactly what happens. No such luck. They just leave the episode and it's just like that. Um, but I, I, they I feel don't want like to influence lo- him. I think with with it, uh, with 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 Vincent, it worked because he was going to kill himself anyway, so it didn't matter what it he did. It worked knew. because <laughs> he, had, yeah, he had a mental illness, and no matter what they did to try to help him, it was always going to end the same way, so it's not like they changed anything. Right, uh, and, and I think the doctor knew that that was the case. Even though Amy wanted to try to change things, the doctor knew that that wasn't going to change things, and so he allowed it. But in this case, I think if you showed Tesla the future, that would change things. And that's going to be a problem. Yeah, you can't. Well, I feel like it would change things anyway for him to see all this technology in the TARDIS. And all this technology right. in like the Mothership. Um, but, uh, I mean, whatever. The future is the future, I guess. And uh, the reason why I guess the aliens were attacking Tesla specifically is because of the whole uh, – the signal that he heard from Mars and responded to. And it's only that reason why they chose him, and it wasn't because of anything other than that, other than the fact that they needed an engineer, as they said. Right. But, you know. Now, one that thing basically- that I thought was interesting, um, and we were sort of talking about this a couple episodes ago. Is um, when the scorpion queen was talking to the doctor, she said something like, Have you ever seen a planet die? Right? Oh, uh, yep, and that got me thinking that the doctor was probably thinking about Gallifrey at that point, yeah. And that would be something very, very subtle. She didn't comment on to... it, but it she, could be, uh... you know, she looked off and I think it was kind of an obvious thing, but it was very subtle in the same fashion. It's just to keep the audience, you know, remembering, you know, maybe we're going to talk about this again. We're not just going to ignore it. Right. Um, Just make sure that if you're watching, this isn't just going to be a hundred percent procedural episode. It's mostly a procedural episode, but it's also going to mention, Hey, we haven't forgotten about that thing we talked about before we're not just you know <laughs> you know stay but, tuned basically but then the doctor i think the doctor commented saying that she'd seen it happen a lot or something like that i've seen it's something like i've seen more than you can imagine something like that yeah so in that in that second i was like maybe it wasn't a reference but maybe it was i, I it was hard to tell um obviously she's seen gallifrey destroyed before it was destroyed again uh, no, um, She assumed the doctor assumed Gallifrey was destroyed when they hit the button. But they did not realize because they had forgotten because it was a, one of those multi-doctor timelines and you always forget what happens during those that um, that the button was saving Gallifrey, not destroying it. Yeah, but in, initially Gallifrey fell and then Gallifrey fell no more. Uh, well, no, no, that's what they thought happened. But it turns out all along, Gallifrey had been saved, and they just didn't know it. Yeah, well, whatever. Time travel—it's one of those. Wacky it's do. one of those things where time always happened that way, and you you just didn't know it until you experienced it—that sort of thing. Um, well, another. It, it definitely went through some troubles. Then tell you that much. Yeah, a uh, a bit of uh, of interesting uh tidbit here. Is It says uh, Nikola Tesla previously aided the 7th Doctor and companion Melanie Bush in defeating the Vardens in an audio play. Ooh. Which I don't what know. What Doctor was that? I don't know how canon all those uh, audio plays and comics and stuff are, but. I don't know either. Is yeah. is that, which Doctor was that? That was the 7th Doctor. Okay, who you may know as the uh, crazy wizard from The Hobbit with, with bird poop on his head. <laughs> oh, yes. Guy that does not know what a shower is. Um, It's like, oh, what a great fashion statement. Yeah, I, I know what you're talking about because I remember when we saw it, you pointed it out like, oh, that's, uh, that's one of the doctors. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> And he's, like, crazy kind of kooky in real life, too, isn't he? A bit. No, I don't know. Um, so, yeah, I, I knew this podcast episode was going to be relatively shorter than the other ones just because, you know, it's very self-contained. Um, it's it's For the most part, it's not attached to anything else. I seriously doubt we're ever going to see Skifra again. Right. Um. And the only thing that seemed to be attached to anything else in the season would obviously be seeing planets get destroyed. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's fine. Uh, But that's it. I mean, the whole episode (laughs) is basically still procedural. It's a good episode for what it is. It was, uh, you know, I I like the ending of it. It started feeling like it was Home Alone. You know, it's like, do, 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 do. and we're sp- coming up with a crazy, awesome plan to, you know. Yeah. See, that's the thing is is Tesla has a lot of cool stories. And so if you haven't actually read up on Tesla's history, because a lot of people think about Edison when they're t- thinking about early electricity inventions, but they don't think much about Tesla. And so if you actually go and like maybe read a Wikipedia article or, or whatever, he's got a lot they, of really yeah. interesting things that he did. I, I feel like he's getting a lot more recognition now than obviously yeah. has ever before. But in I think his, that's kind of the point, his too. His was pretty much a, a very much a failure. And a lot of that had to do with Edison. So Good old Edison. It's very... It's, Thomas this, Edison. This episode did a pretty good job portraying that, I think. Edison just seemed like, I don't know, like such a <laughs> giant jerk. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, that's Just, what he did. He stole patents from from Tesla, and you know, he he uh, used his work and then fired him and stuff. Like that that whole thing is real. <laughs> so, right? Yeah, yeah, I I figured that much. I I haven't really done any reading into it. I've always um, separated them as two different people doing two different things. Like with Thomas Edison, you know, oh, really? I, I think about the light. <laughs> yeah, I think about the light bulb with Thomas Edison. When it comes down to Tesla. I think about coils and electricity that's going in between them, making sound. <laughs> you know, I. Um, I you don't did, think it, about it, everything did, that I he's done that back then. That was a that was an American's Got Talent thing.
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm
0: thinking about, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's based it's based off of it, but quite like kind of in the same realm as Graham. I've heard the name. I know he, he was, was famous, famous for doing stuff. It. I know he <laughs> invented stuff, but then I would look to the doctor and be like, "You tell him, doc. You tell <laughs> him because uh, you know it better than I do." And everything. I saw this. I saw this meme online recently, where it showed a uh, a small. It's one of those memes that you see a lot. Uh, somebody holding a really tiny, minuscule book, saying, "This is what I, I've learned in school as a child." And then, you know, one of those huge, colossal encyclopedia sized books that says, All the Education I Learned from Doctor Who or whatever. <laughs> yeah. So that, that's that's what schools you right there. Right. Um, so, yeah, again, short episode of podcast, but that's okay. Uh, you got anything else to add? No, I think I did it all. You did it all? I did it all. Okay. That's good to hear. Um, oh well, we can mention that the Empire State Building wasn't in New York because it had not yet been built by the Daleks. I thought it wasn't in New York because this wasn't shot in New York. Well, no, because it was too early. It was. It was. Uh, oh. They were in three, and the, the, the Empire State Building was built in 1930. Yeah. Well, I guess that makes sense mathematically. The baking. So the. <laughs> Yeah, so the uh, Angels have not taken Manhattan yet. Wow. Oh, we can also mention That's... that um, Nikola Tesla was the—he was the guy that was the sort, sort of villain, but sort of not in uh, *Timeless*. Yep. Yeah. Sort of, sort of not. Yeah. And he was mentioned in one of those magic movies. What was it? Which one was that? Tesla. <laughs> I thought it was Tesla's Tesla. was in, um, in um the uh, Christopher Nolan one. Um, um yeah, 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 yeah. The, um, Prestige. Prestige. Yes. Uh that that's correct. By, I was about that. He's played by um oh what's his name the singer guy. Uh, uh, uh Garth Brooks. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Garth Brooks, Nicholas Tesla. Hold on, uh, Justin Bieber. Okay, now you're just being weird. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay, uh, uh, Taylor David Swift. Bo- Dave,
1: I David need to watch Bowie this movie played, again.
0: Played Tesla in Dave, Prestige. I need to go back and watch Prestige again. It's good. David Bowie was, David Bowie was <laughs> Tesla. Yeah, I watched it recently. It's really good. Oh, I know it is, but I need to go back and see that again. It's been a <laughs> while. It's the <laughs> one uh it's the one Noah movie I think I've seen the least from. So um and the longest ago I think I've seen any of them. So, oh, there was one Noah yeah. movie that I just thought was stupid that I'm not gonna watch again, but or actually it was Yeah. Yeah. What yeah, Inception. Yeah, terrible. <laughs> terrible. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Anyways, uh, guys, thanks. Yeah, that's it, guys. Thank you for listening to Smaller on the Outside, uh, the first, the best, and the only, you know, Doctor <laughs> Who podcast. <laughs> they just gave it. I was just gonna say podcast, but uh, first, you know, I, you know, <laughs> whatever the rest of that was. <laughs> you know, you could fill in the blanks. Um, thanks for listening make sure that you uh review us on itunes we only got a couple of reviews on there (laughs) as is and we've been doing this podcast for 14 seasons um so make sure that you leave us a comment on there also our facebook page just look us up uh smaller on the outside i often post pictures from uh the current episode of doctor who or whatever we're talking about on there and, uh, make sure that I leave the link for the actual podcast episodes on there. For those of you that can't find the website or can't find podcast players that have our podcast, even though it's on every podcast player you can find. Um, yes. it's, it's, it's on Spotify. Now it's on Google oh, podcasts. It's on, too. it's on Spotify. It's, it's on, I think I Radio. I think it's on, um, stitcher it's on everything so whatever you listen to it on you should be able to find us just search smaller on the outside and you're golden um but until next time peace out peace out